Hello and welcome to Folklore of the Universe, the podcast where every episode comes packaged with a nice bouquet of flowers, or as they say in French, a nice bouquet of fleurs. I'm your host, Kyle. This is episode 32. This is also our second spring special. So that's happening. Today's the spring equinox, so it's time for spring special 2, electric boogaloo, or plant boogaloo, flower boogaloo, something like that. We'll workshop it. I completely forgot that this was happening until about last week, halfway through last week, uh, when I was working on the, was originally going to be this episode, and I was like, ah shit, I've got to do this special, I don't really want to cram and do this one, then cram and do the special, so I dropped the other one, and uh, I'm doing the special now. So that's why there was no episode last Friday, so sorry if you were super looking forward to that and it didn't happen, but there's the episode today, so this is what's happening now. And um, for this special, last time we did some European spring traditions, and I'm not doing that again because that'd be really boring to do the same thing twice. So instead we're going to look at some spring traditions across various Asian cultures. We're going to just mix it up and each year we're going to hop around to different places and do all that. Then uh, just a couple of announcements. Uh, Going forwards, it might be a few weeks until the next episode. Because the next week I am taking off, I was originally going to be traveling home, but then the whole COVID-19 pandemic thing happens and I can't really do that. So I'm just going to be chilling here, I guess, staycation, but um, maybe I'll go to, I don't know, I, I think I'll, I don't know what I'll be doing. But either way, I am taking the week off, I'm still taking off work, and I'm taking off this. So the next episode after this will be in April like second week of April, maybe? We'll see when I get to it. It's all sort of up in the air, because they have been very busy too, so just just gonna take a bit of a break. And then come back with full guns blazing. I've got some really cool stuff planned, uh, so hopefully that'll be fun for the next episode. And of course, uh, if you've got any ideas or story suggestions, uh, shoot those to the email in the description. I'll try and get to those as soon as possible. Uh, I'm pretty bad about checking the email and responding, so it might be a little bit, but I will get to it eventually. So that is that. Uh, I think that's all the announcements I really have, so it's just standard episode. Yeah, it was St. Patrick's Day uh, a couple of days ago, uh, but I don't really have anything Irish themed. So maybe I'll do something for the next episode, just a little Irish culture, folklore, shout out, story type dealio. But uh, besides that, I think that is all I have, so let's get started on the spring special episode 2020. Here we go. First up, let's start with India, and the big spring festival in India is called Holi, also known as the Festival of Spring, there we go, also known as the Festival of Colors, and also known as the Festival of Love. You may have seen this one in the media before. It's the one where everybody throws all these different colors and water over each other. It's a complete free-for-all. And one of the things with this uh, little detail that's cool is that there's no no immunity. Like if you're old, rich, poor, young, whatever, uh, you're getting color blasted. So that's sort of a cool thing, how it sort of breaks down these barriers and everyone gets marked up by all these colors during this festival. Now, originally, this was a specifically Hindu holiday from northern India, but over time, it has sort of spread and uh, diffused throughout the entire country, and throughout other countries, it sort of picked it up too, and it's really spread outside of Hinduism, where it's just a general holiday that 
um, a lot of people observe and celebrate, just because it's sort of a fun communal thing to do. Sort of like how, um, like in the U.S., like a lot of people who aren't Christian still celebrate Christmas, just because it's you know a fun festival. It's a nice way to celebrate family and all that, all that fun stuff. What Holi represents and signifies is several things. There's the uh, triumph of good over evil, also the arrival of spring and the end of winter, because it's right around that time, then the blossoming of love, and it's just a uh, day for people to meet others, to have fun, to forgive, forget, uh, repair broken relationships. Then also there's the whole uh, crop agrarian lifestyle remnants from uh, that time, so it celebrates the beginning of a good spring harvest which of course is very important. And uh, it does happen, the time sort of changes year to year. It's not like a consistent day, but it does happen throughout March generally. So it is this very much a spring festival, sort of not necessarily tied directly to the equinox, but around the equinox. It's based off the full moon, so obviously that varies from time to time. Overall though, this is fairly consistent for your spring festivals uh, around the world, because mostly... Most spring festivals are this thing of um, good crop harvest, the end of winter, light returning to the world, pushing away darkness, and all that. So as far as that goes, this is fairly consistent with that same across-the-board message. Celebrations for Holi start actually the night before with this thing called the Holika Dahan, which is uh, people gather together. It's um, a religious ritual, mostly, in front of a fire, and um, they do this sort of burning offering thing and pray that their internal evil will be burned away the same way that Holika, like in the name Holika Dahan, who's the sister of the demon king, okay, here we go, Hira Nyakashipu was killed in the fire. According to the tradition in Hinduism, uh, Holika was killed to save Prahlad, a king who is a devotee of the god Vishnu, and this is the celebration of that defeat of this evil force. So there's that factor of good triumphing over evil. And in the olden days, people would contribute pieces of wood to the bonfire. So it'd be this communal gathering of everyone coming together to make this big bonfire to um, celebrate this. And that's where Holi gets its name from, because it comes from Holika. So Holika, Holi, Holika, you can see there's the similarity. So that's where the name comes from, because it's primarily celebrating this triumph of good over evil. Now, the day after the bonfire is Holi proper. And that's where everyone goes crazy with the colors. It's the um, festival of colors. It says where everyone throws them all over each other. And it's this huge party. And people will play instruments and dance and sing. People will visit family. Everyone will just throw colors at each other. And just be this big party across everywhere. People can share food, drinks. And then finally, after all that's done, and everyone's got their fun and energy run out of them, in the evening, people dress up and visit friends and their family and spend time together. Overall, then, this is a really fitting one for spring because it's all about celebrations and being so lively and just full of life in general and welcoming light and life back into the world and just making everything all bright and pretty and colorful, which is pretty springy, too, because that's when all the flowers are coming out. So it is very, very fitting of spring, this festival. It's quite a fun one. Although, don't wear your nice clothes on it because that's, that's a one-way ticket to the dry cleaners. Now, though, let's hop over to Japan, which is several springtime traditions related around the equinox, the first of which is literally called Spring Equinox Day, or Vernal Equinox Day. This holiday was originally called Shunki Korisai, I probably pronounced that wrong, 
that was a Shinto holiday. But um, after World War II, when Japan was sort of restructuring their society, there was a separation of church and state. So this holiday got rebranded to be uh, less tied to religion and spiritualism, became a more general holiday type thing. These original holidays, the uh, Korasai, where there's two of them. There's the Shunki one, which is the spring one, and the Shuki one, which is the autumn one. And there are these days of worship that started around 1878. And there was to pay respects to the past emperors and to the imperial family members. So it's the day of remembrance that was held on both the equinoxes of the year. And it was generally just a time for remembrance overall. Like, the main thing was the emperors, but it was also just a time for remembrance and uh, ancestor veneration. There's also this aspect of, in the spring one, you pray for good harvest, and in the fall one, you say a thank you for the harvest. So it is, again, tied to this agrarian lifestyle. Now, this holiday is part of a larger seven-day festival period called the Haru no Higan, which is a general springtime festival. So this is just one specific day as part of that. And again, it is a mirroring one in the autumn for the autumn equinox. And these higan are exclusively celebrated by Japanese Buddhism, so it is unique to Japan. And uh, like I said, there's a spring and an autumn one. And there's this time for taking time off of work. So you can have some leisure time to sort of self-reflect and um, you know commit more to following Buddhism. And really just take some spiritual time away from the physical labors to have some peace and quiet, which is very nice and, you know, very important too. It's always good to take some time off for yourself. This was also traditionally a time to visit the grave sites of loved ones and pay homage to your ancestors. Uh, You would also take time to sort of renew your lives, again, with this self-reevaluation and self-insightfulness to uh, clean your home, make some life changes, sort of like a New Year's resolution type thing. So it is this sort of very spiritual time, which, which makes sense because the equinoxes are these big transitions in the cycle of the year. So it's this time when things are changing. So it's good to um, you know, take some time off, appreciate the spring, uh, also say thanks for the summer and it's the fall equinox when that's happening. And of course, because this is so heavily tied to the agrarian lifestyle, it was a special time for farmers because, again, they would be praying for good harvest or saying thank you for the harvest, depending on which one. So for the spring one, they would be praying for a good harvest and doing all of that to make sure it goes well. And today, it is, again, still this time for um, self-reflection and for visiting family and for visiting the graves of the deceased. So once again, very agrarian and very in tune with the cycle of the year, just like we see with these other spring traditions. Because if you are, I mean, it makes sense that if all these traditions revolve around literally the changing of the seasons, it makes sense that they can be very tied to the land and to what's going on in the world. uh, Because that's just basic common sense of how things develop. Now, finally, we're going to move on to China and look at some Chinese traditions around the uh, spring which we've already kind of covered because um, the Chinese New Year is the big festival because on their calendar, that's heralding the start of spring, even though it's celebrated a little bit before the spring equinox. But also most places typically had the spring equinox in the middle of the season. That's why, for example, like for the solstices, like summer solstice is called midsummer, you know, middle of the summer, and winter one is called midwinter. So Chinese New Year was the start of the new year and the start of spring. Which makes sense, having your year start with the new spring season, as opposed to in the middle of winter for just randomness. 
So we've talked about some of these things before in a previous episode. For example, how there's uh, firecrackers and the color red to scare away evil forces, which ties into spring because there's this idea of good pushing evil out, where evil is tied to winter and good is tied to spring and summer, because that's a time where people don't starve and die all the time, or as much as they would typically in wintertime. So again, we do have this idea of good triumphing over evil and light and color triumphing over darkness and gloominess. Another really cool spring tradition, though, that's tied to the new year is egg balancing. So there's this whole uh, festival where um, people try to balance eggs on their their ends, not on like the, the long ends, but like on the small ends. But this is specifically tied to this festival, to this um, time of year, which is really interesting because in Western culture, we've got eggs tied to the springtime too. So it's cool that in both places, we've got this idea of eggs being tied with spring and springtime, which again makes sense because they are these little life capsules which turn into living things. So it does tie in with the idea of spring in general. And then finally, the very last day of the Chinese New Year celebrations is the Lantern Festival, where people make a whole bunch of those paper lanterns and set them alight and set them up. And it's very, very pretty, as long as they don't accidentally start any fires which is always a risk, but in, they're so very, very pretty as they're, if they're doing their thing right. And uh, there's many explanations and theories for where this tradition comes from, but at the end of the day, you still have the idea of creating this huge, beautiful light which casts away the darkness, casts away the gloominess, and sort of heralds in spring with brightness and light and color. Overall, really across the board, a lot of these spring traditions all over the world are very similar because most cultures were agrarian, and spring was the time for everyone to start planting, start growing their crops. So really, everyone sort of has the same ideas towards spring. Is this time for winter being over, time for new life, new good things happening? So you'll see a lot of analogous uh, traditions and beliefs which cropped up all over the world, which is very nice. It's kind of reassuring that humans will come up with the same general ideas and folklore traditions, no matter what culture they're from. You know, shows how similar we actually are underneath it all. I'm afraid, though, that's all I really have time for. So thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, sorry, this episode is a little bit shorter, uh, but like I said, I've been very busy with everything going on and stuff I'm working on. So that's that's that. Uh, and once again, uh, the next episode won't be out for a few weeks. It'll be a bit longer than usual because I am taking next week off just to have some relaxing time at home. Uh, which will be very nice. Until then, though, keep sending in ideas uh, and story things you want. I'll take a look at them as soon as I remember. And uh, just in general, um, be safe, because there is a bit of a pandemic going on, which isn't the best, so wash your hands, uh, be careful, don't don't get sick. Uh, If you do get sick, don't spread it, you know, quarantine yourself and stuff. And yeah, just stay, stay good. Uh, stay grooving. Remember to stay. Don't panic though. Stay like happy. Uh, don't don't freak out too much. And that is all I really have. So, yeah, I've been Kyle. This has been the show, and I will see you in a few weeks. Bye.